0: attractions, we talk about the Terminator Dark Fate trailer, as well as our review for Brightburn. All this and probably not much else on this upcoming attractions episode of Midnight Double Feature. Alrighty, and we are going. This will be a bit of a shorter episode than usual, won't it, man?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna Uh, you know tip my hand here and say this is all my fault just because man this week's just been an insane fucking week for me so um and and, you know these get recorded in the weekdays and plus you know we have our features on the weekend so it's it's a me being lazy and b just life getting in the way so um you know sometimes sometimes we gotta cut some stuff and just the way the world goes unfortunately so this podcast life is
0: hard um i've I've got to juggle a lot of things myself and uh
1: doesn't mean worse, right? Like, it just it just means that, hey, there's just uh, a, little, a little less of us to go around this week, but uh, you know what? We'll make up for it.
0: All right. Well, um, we're pretty much covering the biggest – we're going to cover the biggest trailer of the week and we're going to cover the biggest film that we both saw because <laughs> you saw Aladdin and I didn't and I saw Godzilla and you didn't, so we'll probably come back around – and uh, maybe next week or the week after, um, depending on what happens, and um, try and give you guys a better conversation with us both on board for that. Um, and at some point, I'll probably chuck in my review for the new Ted Bundy film on Netflix as well. So many many reviews coming. Also, is there another film dropping next week? A big one?
1: Is there? <laughs> I thought maybe it was it's the week uh- after. Oh uh, no, there is something next week. Um for the life of me I can't remember, but I remember soon. Uh,
0: I know like there's a lot of shit that I'm looking forward to in August. Uh, in particular Hobbs and Shaw. Um oh, you Dark
1: know what, Phoenix. You
0: know, it's Dark Phoenix, and you know what, Godzilla comes out um tomorrow from the time of we're recording this. Yeah, By the time yeah, this will come yeah, out, Godzilla would be out. Yeah. Um Yeah. Um but yeah, let's talk about the biggest trailer of the week. Um, Terminator Dark Fate
1: what are you, What are your thoughts, man yeah, uh, <laughs> uh oh, sorry, the other movie was Rocket man. I, I knew there was another oh, movie yes, there. I yes. was forgetting it's Rocket Man.
0: I want to take so, my mom and dad to see that,
1: oh yeah, man. It's getting really rave reviews, and you know Dexter Fletcher is the only person directing this, no Brian singer, like uh <laughs> bohemian. but uh yeah, anyway, look, Dark Terminator of dark Fate, so. I've been following Not this Dark pro- Phoenix, Dark Not Dark Phoenix Dark no, yeah. Phoenix. <laughs> I've been following this for a, a while now. Um, you know, Terminator Genesis in my opinion was the weakest Terminator. Um I like Obviously I like 1 I love 2. Uh I like 3. Uh, I know a lot of people don't and I I like I think I think Salvation is underrated. Um, I think
0: Salvation is the most underrated, but I'm I'm a little yeah. controversial. I feel like people really got on the hate wing of Genesis. I don't think it's great, but I do think it's better than three. I think three is my least favorite. Um, even though it does have that amazing shot of Schwarzenegger holding a coffin with a, what was it, like a artillery machine yeah. gun or something. That was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like three also has that awesome crane chase, and three's also got the probably one of the best endings I've seen in a Terminator film. Like, I really, really love that ending.
0: Yeah, but for all that, you also have <laughs> the cringy early two thousands moments, such as the Terminator growing bigger boobs, um, a, <laughs> a a a a uh, a scene where Schwarzenegger goes into a gay bar, which probably doesn't look so good. Um, looking back at it now, it might be a little insensitive, um, and a few other moments I find kind of cringy. Um, and that was also the first film of the franchise to sort of say like goodbye to everyone except Schwarzenegger. Um, which to tie back to this trailer, we get the original Sarah Connor back, which is exciting.
1: Dude, um, I was a I was a ten year old when when Rise of the Machines came out, so I I loved all of that shit, especially the boob growing. Like that was I yeah, was
0: like yes. I I I'll, I think I'm like. I'm a couple years older than you, I think, but I, yeah. I remember seeing it and I was like, "Huh, they wouldn't have ever done that in the other two movies." Like, I, I wasn't maybe mature enough to call it. No, it was a shitty thing, but yeah, I did think it was out of place back then. Yeah, um,
1: and, and I yeah. think Claire Danes is is really underrated as well. Like, she's in that, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. Look, Terminator: Dark Fate. So again, been following this for a while now. Uh, Tim Miller, when he got attached to it, like after Deadpool, I was like, "That's a, that's a choice. Like that's 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 pretty decent." I'd like to see what he brings to it, though. Um, I mean, like Tim Miller, like you, it, it's really hard to judge a director off just one film and their first film. So really keen to see what he brings to it. The trailer itself doesn't, does it give me a lot of faith? Though I'm I'm not looking. That forward to this as much as I thought I would. Mm. What about you?
0: I think it's really interesting how little nostalgia they're trying to get out. Like the if when they pitch you this film, when you read about it on paper, it sounds like they're trying to go like we're trying to bring it back to what it was. You know, we're getting rid of all these sequels. It's only Terminator One and Two. James Cameron returns. Even though they 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 neglect to mention, he was a consultant on some of the other films. Um, he was very big on um, with Genesis. He was in the he was in the promotional tour. He was like he he was saying things like, "Oh, I gave them a reason to why the skin would be old and like he he had some input. Like maybe he's got more input for this. But anyways, they're very big on like the logo looks a bit more like the retro one. They they're like James Cameron returns. We got um. Oh, I keep forgetting her name. Uh Linda Hamilton. Uh, coming back as Sarah Connor. Um there is rumors that they are trying to have a flashback scene of John Connor and they've sort of CGI'd the face of um what's his name from the Terminator 2, that kid.
1: Edward Furlong. Edward that's fucked Furlong. up if that happens. I'm like, sorry. Like I don't
0: like I'm I don't know if that's true. Like none of that's confirmed. Um but so on paper it sounds like oh, okay, they're going to like And they keep saying we're trying to get back to the original tone of the first two movies, which sounds like bullshit to me because the first two movies had completely different tones. Like the first one is basically a horror. It's kind of like a slasher, except instead of a sword, it's a gun. And the second one is one of the greatest action movies of all time. So that feels weird. But then you watch this trailer and it's almost the opposite direction. They don't use the iconic theme song. They only show you one shot of Schwarzenegger it's almost like they're trying to do the anti-nostalgia route. And then instead of like, you know, something that we remember them for, like everybody always talks about the CGI in Terminator 2. But what a lot of people forget is like how practical effects was such a big part of those first two films. That first movie, you see the Terminator for like 10 seconds. Like, and in the second one, still lots of practical effects. But this one, like the CGI effects of the Terminator is very... Like how they did it in Terminator: Genesis, it seems to be like the themes are borrowing from both Genesis and Salvation. Um, it seems to be like they're going a complete opposite route of that. Um, and they're doing this. I'm really getting over this trend in trailers now, where they just give you a really sad melodic song over big explosions and sl- slow motion. It it feels done, you know.
1: I I agree for the most part. So I wrote down a couple of points here that I'm going to hit back on you because that's all we do here on Midnight Double Feature. Do it. <laughs> um. So anti. Let's start with anti-nostalgia. I I agree. Um. Like they're not making it very overt, but I mean, come on, dude. That like, Linda Hamilton slowly steps out of a car and the camera pans up to her. Like that. That's they're playing right anti-nostalgia there. Like that's that's that's. I mean, probably the the most obvious piece of nostalgia. You know, remember this lady? Yeah. Like that's that's that. So
0: uh, also on that note, um, I will also point out to back you up and slightly correct myself. Um, I don't think it's a major Easter egg, but people have pointed out that the opening shot of the road is very similar to yeah. the road shot. Terminator. In, um, 2. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I, I I caught that on my first go. Um- <laughs> Iconic theme song, dude. Like, I'm. Um, that's not really a big deal for me. I, I mean, like, look, as I- iconic as it is, like, I don't, I don't need every trailer to have the theme song. I'm, I'm good. Like, I didn't miss it. Like, I, because I like the, I like the idea that, look, we're also, we've also got, we've got shit from the past. We've got Linda Hamilton. We've got Arnie. Um, but I also like this moving into a new direction. And if it does that, then fucking awesome. But I doubt it. Like, just judging from this trailer, because it doesn't look. I mean like nothing in this trailer wows me. Um like uh, like okay, let's let's talk about Mackenzie Davis. Um so Mackenzie Davis is obviously that that chick uh who's like, you know, oh, I am human. Hey, they've used this story before. Like yeah. that was that was in Terminator Salvation, which by the way was given away in the trailer of Terminator Salvation. That was Sam Worthington's character. Yeah.
0: Um, Um, like like I said, I think they are borrowing themes from both Genesis and Salvation, especially Salvation, um, for that exact point you mentioned.
1: Yeah. And I am keen to see more of Mackenzie Davis because she was in Blade Runner and she's awesome. Um, Gabriel Luna plays Terminator. He's literally just credited as Terminator. Um, so if you recognize him, he was, um, Ghost Rider in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's him. Yeah. Um. But I don't really recognize anyone else besides the obvious ones, so Linda Hamilton, Arnie. Uh, but yeah, man, like it uh, looks, it nothing, nothing about it surprises me. It, it, like the CG, uh, like you hit the nail on the head about the practical effects, man. The old ones like definitely hit it like hard on that. T uh, three and T four also kind of did the practical effects, but also had a lot of CG. Uh, mm. But man, like the the it, it doesn't it doesn't look good. It it just doesn't.
0: Well. Something I can appreciate, at least, is they're not showing us too much. But but that being said, it is a teaser. But right. most of this footage looks like it comes from, like, this one scene or maybe two scenes, you know? Nearly right. everything here comes from this thing, which is cool. But, like, we're going to get three more trailers by then. Hopefully, they haven't ruined everything. We should talk about... And you touched on this, that the Terminator franchise has had a really bad history with trailers. Um, Terminator 2 ruined the twist that Arnie's the good guy. I think um, you
1: mentioned this in the Terminator episode.
0: Probably. Um, and then, yeah, like you just said, Salvation, they ruined the twist there. And Genesis also ruined the twist and trailer, revealing that John Connor was a Terminator. Um, all three of those movies were ruined by the trailers, Um Leaking, like sort of giving, giving away the twist. And every time um, the marketing departments have always said, well, we need to prove it looks different. I'm thinking maybe the same thing's happening here. Maybe they're trying to hide shit and that's why it's looking so generic and they're hoping that the star power of Linda Hamilton and the nostalgia of that will be enough to carry it so we can be surprised there. Um,
1: the, the only I- thing that excites me about this is Tim Miller or, or even kind of gets me curious about it.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, look, before we move on, I think there's some other things we should should raise. Um, And let me get your thoughts on this. Um, I don't know if... I don't think this is confirmed, but there's a lot of people talking that the reason we only see one shot of Schwarzenegger um, is because he doesn't play a Terminator in this. He is the guy that the Terminators were based on, appearance-wise. You did point out to me that There is a photo from, like, a still that has been released to him with a gun. But, I know, would you be interested if we get Arnie not as a Terminator, but as a person?
1: Um, I mean, yeah, sure, if you can tie a good story around it. Like, it also seems like what (laughs) Matt Anderson was talking about in the After Party. Um, like, it just seems like a kind of, we've, we've got, we've run out of stuff, so let's go back to the beginning and, uh, get the creator in here. But... I think it's also worth noting that Arnie is credited as the Terminator in, on IMDb. So. Oh, is he?
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, mate could be pulling a fast one, but that is a good just, point. I do put just weight quickly, to yeah.
1: Just quickly before we move on, uh, because I did want to talk about something that's quite, quite, uh, probably uh, pretty important. Um, so... They're, they're, they're selling James Cameron here pretty hard, pretty hard. Like, yeah. like they're really putting him um, out there in the fucking spotlight because I mean, look, he is back as producer, which is great and all, but I mean, I, we've talked about it earlier. Uh, I think it was last week's episode, actually very recently. Um, the producer credit to me doesn't really have that much weight to it. I mean, James Cameron produced a terrible movie ages ago called Sanctum. Man, I I fell asleep in that movie. Like, producer credits to me just don't mean shit, like it just it could literally mean you had a coffee with the director and writers, and that's it, like
0: I think je- executive producer it could for sure uh well, actually, that's still very vague the executive producer could also Nolan. mean executive producer could mean just gave money, but you're gonna bring up man of Steel, aren't you?
1: I was about to bring up uh fucking dawn of justice, and yeah, man, yeah uh, like. Like, that's a good like, argument, though. Like,
0: you know yeah. for Man and Steel, Christopher Nolan did not have his hands in that. He probably sat down for a coffee, he gave him a little bit of advice, and then that's it. And they they put him front and center on the marketing, just like they do with James Cameron here. But, I don't know, do we really think he's been working on the last five Avatar movies in the last 10 years? He would have had some other spare time to work on other projects, right? Besides a yeah, leader.
1: Uh, he also said that, you know, he's like, this is all he's going to do now, fucking... Avatar movies until the rest of his days, but I mean, like let's let's use a fucking direct example, dude. James Cameron said he loved Terminator Genesis, loved it.
0: Um, he was attached to that in some way, just not in a major way as well. But loved it. Yeah. Look, the other thing is we we should also on that point is um. I remember them saying around the time of Genesis, right, that there was a con. I, I don't know all the details here, so take what I say with a pinch of salt. But when they were doing Terminator Genesis, they were saying if they don't make, like, they would run out of the the studio would run out of the rights to Terminator, and the rights would go back to James Cameron within a certain time period. I'm concerned that maybe this movie is one of those very famous movies, like probably the biggest one's Fan 4-Stick, where the where the where they have to make the movie as quickly as possible so they can keep the rights maybe. Because um, Genesis only felt like it was a couple years ago, right? And that was – it wasn't a flop. In fact, it did really well in China, but it really underperformed in the States, um, which I think is one of the main things they look at is how the world does in the States. Um, yeah, so that's a bummer. But honestly, this is the route I wish they went – for a long time, I hate franchises where they get rid of the main cast and only keep on one person or something. That's what—that's my biggest problem with slasher films. Like you look at the especially ones in the eighties, like Jason, and Freddy movies. They never have the same characters. It's always the same villain. It's what I love about the Scream franchise. At least they kept the main characters around. You know.
1: Um, Wait, so hold on, like just on that point. So what are you? What? What? Sorry, I'm just a look confused what you're saying here. So with this one, with Dark Fate, because they're erasing the. The, the history, I mean, like, you know, it's supposed to be a direct sequel to Terminator 2. Oh,
0: How- no, no. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, I remember them talking about for a while, around the time of Genesis, there, it was like things coming out that um, Paramount, I believe, they have in their agreement that they would lose rights to the Terminator franchise and James Cameron would get it um, by a certain year or something. And seeing him produce this now, like maybe there's been some sort of, you know, behind the scenes deal or something because because one of those valuable things to studios are their franchises, you know, because Terminator Dark Fate could never release a trailer and people would still go to see it because the name Terminator holds weight. Same applies to every Marvel film, Transformers, Fast and Furious, you name it, right? So...
1: You wouldn't get as much money, but yeah, for sure. Like
0: it is weird to see James Cameron return for this. Um, and then you also think Schwarzenegger based this trailer in a very limited role. You know, hopefully where it's wrong, it's just the way this trailer is cut. But if that's the case, like maybe there's some fuckery going around. Like, think of it, Linda Hamilton's actually like she's a big get in terms of nostalgia, but financially she's not gonna cost a lot. What other major films has she done? You know, she's not exactly Jennifer Lawrence. And no, then, no. and then everyone else here are like from TV and stuff. Like, I know, and we only see like one big VFX shot. This is this going to be an expensive movie? I don't know. I don't know what the budget is, but
1: I think it'll be a hundred and fifty million dollar thing, dude. Like, it'll be big. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I know. I'm just, I'm just randomly speculating. No, and no, stuff. you're
1: making, you're making some good points. Like, you are. <laughs> Yeah, like, we're going at very
0: limited information. Like, this trailer gives us very little. but It does. Um, it
1: is a teaser. You know what? Like, in terms of being a teaser, it gives us, it's pretty good. Like, it's, it doesn't show us much. It gets us, it's what's supposed to get us intrigued. Um, and it shows just enough. Uh, but, man, like, by the time you get to the plane shit at the end, I'm just like, we are so far removed from what Terminator is.
0: Mm. It's, it's, it's interesting because, think about it, pretend you're, you're the writer for this film, right? How the fuck do you write a Terminator film? Everything's been done. Like, you got to think about it. Like, the first one, bad Terminator, chase the guy, fair enough. Second one, you get a bit of budget. Maybe you can do some – give the Terminator some cool new trick where you can, like, transform and stuff. And now there's two Terminators. That's cool. Terminator 3, it's on the nose of you, three Terminators. They go, oh, it's about starting the war. Okay. Problem with Terminator 3, it also undercuts all the emotional weight of two by – thinking that Judgment Day stopped, and all of a sudden it's inevitable. Then it's Terminator Salvation, the fourth one. Oh, how do we up the ante? Oh, it's during the war. Fair enough. And then we get to Genesis, where it's like they've kind of run out of ideas, and like, okay, well, what if we focus more on the time travel stuff, and we could have Schwarzenegger fight Schwarzenegger, which is still very disappointing, the fact that it only happened the first 20 minutes, but you can tell each time they're trying to up it, up the ante. But this film... They haven't. They've actually gone back in time. Like, you know, they've gone back. So that would make you think, oh, maybe it's because they're trying to do a tone reset. But you look at these action set pieces and they it doesn't feel like they've reset the tone to what it used to be at all. So it just makes you wonder, like, what is the thinking behind these decisions, you know? And the only thing I can think of, and I think it's sort of been implied, but I don't know, where it's like, I'm just thinking like, now they must be going, all right, we're going to take Terminator in a new direction. It mostly went off the rails when they're like, with three, because, oh, you didn't stop Judgment Day. Judgment Day was just postponed. Maybe they did stop Judgment Day. Maybe this is something new. Like, maybe the Terminators aren't after um, Sarah Connor. Maybe they're after something else. Maybe um, the Terminators got created, but Judgment Day never happened, you know? Maybe, I'm hoping, you know, you know that means there's some new story element that pushes the franchise forward, you know?
1: I think I think there will be. I mean, like, look, there was some story elements in in Genesis that that you know that proposed to put push the franchise forward, but the execution of them weren't great. Like John Connor being a fucking Terminator, like that that on paper sounds good. Like yeah, that I agree. on paper that on paper sounds sounds pretty fucking compelling, but the execution of it wasn't pulled off very well.
0: Yeah, you'd think like since he's going up against Sarah Connor that would have led to a lot of very emotional moments and, and, and deep conversations and not nah, just, he just became a, a bad guy, um, which is a bit disappointing. And I, I always hated how they changed John Connor every film. Like I I, I really have to want to emphasize that. Um, but yeah, I think we're starting to go around circles, but the, the, oh, the last thing I want to mention is, is a very small thing. I liked um, something that, Um, James Cameron always said even with the first one is that he imagined the Terminators would look like everyday normal people they wouldn't be big muscular dudes um then Schwarzenegger came along and like he was convinced and that's why in Terminator 2 the the cop guy he the uh, T-1000 he kind of looks a bit more like slim almost more normal looking and but since then they've always gone with a big buff dude like even Salvation he looks like a typical action hero um uh I what I like with this guy is he just looks like he could be an average Joe, you know? Which is good for because Terminators are meant to be infiltration units, you know? They're actually meant to be more stealthy, I think. Um what,
1: yeah, what do you think about his um his ability?
0: Okay. Actually, good thing you, you brought that up. Um The interesting thing that always gets me coming back to Terminator movies is like, ooh, what's the new Terminator gonna do? Um and this one it's like they haven't really doesn't look that different, other than the fact that he can just make a second one. Is that's right? Like he, he just, just made a second himself? one. Yeah. Like I hope it doesn't go down Matrix Reloaded territory. Um, maybe oh, like I doubt.
1: Da- I-, I doubt it will. I yeah. doubt it
0: will. I want to see like it's got like I want. I want them to if they're gonna like dive into this, give us some rules. You know, give us so it's more believable and and make it so we can understand the context of it. Um, because I understand the trajectory of these films. You know. First one, he's the big strong guy. Second one, he can do shape shifting. Third one comes with guns. Um, we didn't really get a new one in the in fourth. And then in Genesis, oh, I don't even understand what he did. He could shape shift, but differently. He was more like a liquid I don't know. He was different. I mean he looked but the way he animated it was the same way this guy does. So when I first saw it, I thought, oh, it's just he's doing the same thing. But no, he's making a second terminator but i don't fully understand it does it mean he has as unlimited supply like i don't know what are your thoughts on this i, I i'm it confuses me if anything
1: uh i'm sorry i'm sorry i got i got a little sidetracked what was that last part sorry i just i got i got i got
0: lost within myself
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's right it was, because, it was tough to follow there
0: a little sorry I'm, I'm just i was trying to figure it out as i go because i'm trying to watch it back and what i'm realizing is like if they don't set up some rules this is going to be kind of
1: dumb They'll you know? set up rules. They'll, they'll set up rules. I'm sure they will.
0: Like, can he only do two at the once or is it... If he can do, like, unlimited or something, like, that's kind of dumb. I like the idea of the Terminators. They are beatable. It's just very hard to beat them, you know?
1: Like, does he have a CPU? Like, does he have a chip inbuilt in his brain? And if he if he clones himself, does it create two chips? Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't... Yeah. I, I don't... You-
0: like yeah, what? I hope they explain it. I don't know. Do, do you like it, or what do you reckon?
1: Uh, at first, I was a bit weirded out because, like, honestly, the I I like the idea of the nano the nanotech in the first one. Oh, uh, sorry, in Genesis. Yeah, I like the idea. See, that movie had some pretty good ideas. Just the execution of it was pretty shitty. Well, they basically but, um, said
0: it was like the Apple iCloud, pretty much. Yeah, right.
1: right. Exactly. No, no, no. Though no. the actual, like, if you shot. John Connor, he would rebuild himself using nanobots oh, yeah, like, that that's true that too, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, so i like I like that part of it, and like <laughs> i I think nanobots are kind of like as advanced as you can get in terms of like you know alloy technology or something, right, but when you get to this, I'm just like, why like what is he doing <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know, it looks a little weird it, it like and it doesn't help that the c g is a bit spotty um. That, uh, look, I, I guess we'll find out in additional trailers and when the movie's out as well, so I don't really yeah, know.
0: Yeah, I don't hate the CG. I just hate that it's kind of a reboot, but it's the same visual style as Genesis, so it it kind of doesn't feel new. Um. But yeah, what I'm going to like- Look, I'll see it no matter what. As I've described on the podcast before, what I love about the Terminator franchise that no other franchise can give me is when you get these robots fighting each other, like, and how unemotional they are. I I think that's just so cool. Um, I'm also interested with the fact that there's a, it looks like there's a new main Terminator, um, which we haven't really had before, like, properly. So, I don't know. If this, if this film is more like a passing on the torch, that could be really cool because that means it opens up a lot, a lot of new doors. But yeah, I'm gonna, I'm to wait till we see an actual trailer that d- dives in the story. Um, and I yeah. really want to hear that theme song. I want to hear that theme song.
1: Um, okay, uh, well, I mean, yeah, like that's the difference between us, though. Like you're like, bro, if give you me see, that old
0: shit, bro. No, no. But if you see a James Bond movie and they don't have da 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 da, it doesn't feel like a James Bond film. If you see Star Wars you if you see Star Wars and you don't hear Like that feels
1: weird, right? Yeah, but I mean, like those are expected, like right at the start. Those have actual like opening credits and title scenes. Like this is like,
0: like okay, like admittedly for a trailer, I guess I don't have to have it. That's what I'm saying. But it better be in the fucking movie. (laughs) That's all (laughs) All I'm saying. Um, Okay, so let's let's move on um, to our review for *Brightburn*. Full spoilers. Wesker. Mom, who am I? You are a gift.
2: We believe that you came here for a reason. I know it's been difficult for you lately that you feel different from other kids. Just the floor, Brian. <laughs> you are different.
1: Caitlin, get my hand up he's a
2: creep help him up what are you doing
0: Uh, right, right then what are your thoughts man
1: <laughs> colin's colin's gonna kill me because colin liked this i actually i'm gonna read out colin's review in a second um uh, i just sprung that on you as well sorry matt but like he, he sent me his thoughts because i was like you know what whatever he liked it so let me see if he's got thoughts but I I thought it was okay. Um, I'm already kind of forgetting parts of it because it's just oh, I I don't know. Like when I came home, because we, we, we watched it together. But like let's 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 put that out there because like we haven't seen a movie together in a while, dude. It was weird. Um, <laughs> I I I thought it was decent. Um, nothing here's the here's the thing though. Nothing really surprised me about it. Like there were no parts of it where I was just like, oh, that's cool. Like I was just like, oh. Okay, so now this is gonna happen and then it happens. And now this is gonna happen and then it happens. And I just I just I like by the end of it I was just like, uh yeah, I mean look, I'm glad it's short. <laughs> I'm glad it's short. But um Here's the thing, I also think that this movie has been done better when it was called Chronicle.
0: This Chronicle wasn't exactly the same.
1: Chronicle was the origin story of a villain. I mean, sure, it was told through, like, a, a handheld format, but, I mean, like, it was essentially the same.
0: Look, I think there are similarities. I wouldn't call it the same, because Chronicle, obviously, very different execution, but, like, this was more in a slasher sort of vibe. Chronicle was not as- wasn't re- I wouldn't call Chronicle a horror. This was a horror, and- well, that's the main difference, and then I would also say, like, this is very clearly—it's winking at you and constantly reminding you, "This is actually Superman." We just, we just, we just doing it a different way. But you are right. A we Chronicle can't afford it. Is a similar concept, but I'd say it's very different yeah. executions. Um, but I, I really is liked, less predictable, that's for sure.
1: I, I really liked Elizabeth Banks and David Denman as the parents, uh, Tori and Kyle. Um, those two were fucking awesome, man. And like, if it wasn't for them, this film would be dog shit like i i i loved their chemistry i loved the way you know that argue about things i'd love the way they talk about brandon and shit um like behind closed doors because like they're kind of like fearful of him well uh kyle is is fearful of him uh but Tori's kind of like got that mother motherly sort of like denial about him like you know i love him like he's my child um plus it look also doesn't help that she's infertile so yeah um you know what? Like it, honestly, there's really not that much to talk about it on. Like it was just predictable. Um, it was it was okay. It was fine. I think it's going to be kind of like lost in time. Like do you know what I mean? Like it's going to be forgotten over the next couple of years or so. Which you know, like not every movie out there is memorable. Like we just covered Blow on the podcast. Uh, Colin was talking about how uh that was a movie that kind of like gets lost in time, but it's still good. I recognize, by the way, that, that movie's good. Um, but like it's just one of those ones that just gets lost in time. Um, it was it was it was fine. Like the horror elements, I'm not that kind. I'm not that big into horror or at least slasher horror. So it, it, I really wasn't really the kind of like target demographic for it. I think when we we're talking about the trailers as well, um, early on upcoming attractions episodes, like I was just like, I'm not really. Uh, I'll wait until I watch it to res- like to get my thoughts because. The the Superman angle of it, I was just like, is this kind of like a gimmick? It, it feels very gimmicky. And honestly, in the end, it kind of like kind of kind of was like, <laughs> like it, it kind of was just like a superhero. Uh, sorry, supervillain slash horror. And I, I don't know. I wasn't really on board with it. I mean, like it, it just it just came off as, as slightly forgettable to me. But um, yeah, what about you?
0: I don't think it's forgettable. I, I definitely, because if you come, if you, if we had to come up with the idea, if we had a conversation five years from now about genre mashups, this will be on the top of most people's lists because it's, it kind of hasn't been done before. It is unique in that sense. Now, is it unique in the way it tells its story? Definitely not. Is it unique in its storytelling? Definitely not. It's, it is, it, the problem with this film is, okay, if this was a video game, this wouldn't be the AAA release that you get near the end of a console's lifespan. This is one of the first games that come out. That's not first party. That feels like that feels like a tech demo, you know, where they're still experimenting and figuring shit out. Cause that's what it is. Like it feels like it's a case study. Well, actually what it really is, it feels like a fan film (laughs) in terms of the concept where it's like, Hey, what if you did this, but you switched around, did this, Um, which is totally a, Cool idea. It's a great concept. It had me on board from- If you pitched that to me, I'd say, fuck yeah, make that movie. Um, The problem with this film, though, is it does the very bare minimum with that concept, which I think is kind of the source of most of your issues. And I agree with that. Um, This is a very short movie. And they do no effort to try and go out of the typical norm. Like, once the events are set in place- they follow the formula of a slasher-type film pretty much to a T. That's, that's what
1: I'm saying. That's why That's why like, I wasn't really surprised by anything.
0: Yeah, and, and
1: you're right. Like,
0: I saw everything coming too. Um, it was insane. Like, all the plot points were insanely generic, but the fresh cone of paint of the concept is what makes it not a shit film to me. Uh, that and we have to- acknowledge just like you said uh the 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 parents um roy from the office and um
1: Fuck oh yeah she's, roy and she, uh the the she's from scrubs i'm pretty sure um elizabeth banks i don't know about scrubs maybe she's she in was scrubs. she um uh, i mean she's been in everything dude she's been in hunger games she's been in fucking 40 year old virgin she's been in fucking bunch of oh, shit i've be
0: thinking 40 year old virgin I, I know i've seen her in some comedies before she's um, also a
1: director I, she's directing charlie's angels
0: i yeah when i heard that after the film and i found that i was like wow i did not i didn't i had no idea mm-hmm. um but yeah anyways those two you're right they had fucking great chemistry in fact i would actually say the dialogue is really well written um particularly for their scenes um they really sell it like they and they they go from like they they're very realistic in the way that my parents would act you know like the males tend to be a bit more um focused on trying to find answers or females are more like stronger on the emotional side of things. Um And obviously she has very strong motivation to be attached to, to Brandon because of the infertility and, and she's, it's ve- very early on they set that up. Um The film though, again, just, it really is, it does nothing to try and surprise you Um once they find it out it just goes through the motions um anyone could have been given this template and wrote this film um maybe as well maybe not um but yeah and also uh the the kills for the most part were good i thought the first one was really disappointing Cause I kind of cut away and I feel like that's kind of a sin to do in a slasher film. Like the one thing you go to see that, like it's like, if I don't see gore in a sore film, it's fails. Like, you know, cause that's the selling point of that. And I feel slashes, like you go into, you're there to see movies starring a killer. You want to see him kill. Um, but the ones we do get are pretty good. Um, but my favorite thing about this film, or one of my favorite things is the way that they will have nods to superhero tropes and then they'll flip it by killing people. Like, there's in the very end, there's like that montage scene where so it shows you all the things Superman would do, but he's doing the opposite. Like instead of saving a plane, he lets a plane like crash into him and it dies. Um There's a shot. I think it's a reference to Justice League. You know, that shot between Superman and Flash and Superman picks up the building, and carries him to safety. It looks yeah. very similar to that, except he's destroying the building. Um Like those little nods are like, it's a nice little Easter egg, sprinkle it on. It's not going to save the movie though. Um, oh, and I thought I thought the CGI wasn't
1: bad. Um, oh, I thought it was pretty terrible at points, especially towards the end. Um, I think I know what you're
0: talking about. Um, when it's like the the two people like on a green screen, like he's grabbed her up in the air. Yeah, um, yeah. that's that so yeah, I've seen other no film can pull that off unless they're both like completely so, CGI'd, man. But yeah, like you, 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 that doesn't that's not an excuse though. Um, I, I
1: do have another issue with the film. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's kind of a logic thing. So I was explaining to you on the way out. When, when, when Brandon, when Brandon goes to uh, the, whatever the, the the counselor, school counselor, who is also their family friend or whatever, like her house and, you know, kind of threatens her not to tell anyone or blah blah, blah. Why does he then kill the husband? Like, if you want someone to shut up, then you'd kill her.
0: Um, like- Or is it kind of like some kind
1: of intimidation thing? I don't- but like,
0: I, I, I think, I hope this is the intention behind the writers, but like kids that age, like they don't see logic the way we do. Like they are very emotional and they just act upon impulse. And I think that's like kind of what they're going. Like I think the underlying sort of message of the film, which they never really outright say is like- Oh, hey, you know that power we see? Like, it's like it's a, it's funny how Superman is like this Boy Scout and he's got it. But what if someone who can't control their emotions and shit, like a child? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With great, so, power so obviously, great
1: responsibility.
0: Yeah, yeah. and he, he kind of throws responsibility out the window, I guess. And but you're right. Like, but like in real life, if you saw something like that happen, you just you go to the kid and go, "Bro, why is such a fucking dumb cunt?" And he's like, "Well, I'm fucking." <laughs> right. Eight. Like, I remember this one time, I used to I, I used to babysit this eight-year-old boy, so close to the age of Brandon, and he used to always play Justice 2 at my house, right? And he always is like, oh, I want us to get, uh, can we buy the DLC? I'm like, no, I'm, I don't want to spend the money. He goes, please, but Black Manta looks really cool. I'm like, no, we are not getting the DLC. I don't want to spend that money. Then one day, I'm out at my job. I get an email. Oh, you just bought Black Manta. And I come over, do you think I'm an idiot? Do you think I'm not going to get a... Like, how do you think this works? Do you think I don't get a paid, uh, a notification that my money has left my account? Do you think it just like, no? And he's just that like, dude's a
1: fucking fraudster, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I I, 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 you know, I end up crying and stuff. I'm like, look, if you do this again, you won't be able to play my Xbox. And he just bawled for days. I was, I was really nice about it. And I had to like teach him, but it's like, he actually thought it would be okay. And that's, that's not because he's a bad person. It's because he's eight, you know? They don't know any better.
1: Um, you know what? I have a similar story to that when I was a kid. Yeah. Um. I can't, can't remember the full-on specifics with it, but I remember my mom gave me her, her card, her credit card, to, like, go buy something for her once at the shops, and she was waiting for me in the car. And then, like, a couple of days later, so who bought Krispy Kremes? <laughs> And I was just like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, fucking. I was probably around this, that kid's age too, dude. Like I was like, I don't really understand how fucking credit cards work. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like this same kid, like cried during Monopoly while I was still teaching to him. It's like I was like I told you, Monopoly is not a fun game. And he kept wanting to play. The
1: board over. Yeah,
0: he (laughs) cried and then he cried multiple times during this game, and he still kept saying, "Okay, we can stop playing." He Goes no, we have to keep playing. It's like we had to stop fifteen minutes because you cried. He Goes yeah, but it's okay, we'll play. (laughs) And like because he was excited because he had got this board game, so he wanted to play it. But he he, you know. He, he's eight. He doesn't know maths yet or good maths, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, um, fuck. and he still doesn't understand that how come it's not a race to the end. And it's like, well, what do you think the money's for? I don't know. Maybe I could have been, like, better than that kid. But, um, yeah, yeah. like, they, they, they get a pass because the kid's young. If this kid was 18, like, I'd be a bit more critical or, or something, even though 18-year-olds are pretty fucking stupid. But, you know, the older you get, hopefully the less stupid you get, I think.
1: Life um, lessons from Matt Vella. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, before we wrap it
0: up, we can give our number. Oh, I got to Collins. Yeah, let's, let's go into Collins. Yeah. We can bounce off that.
1: All right. Um, all right. Here we go. Brightburn. God damn, do I love this movie. As a big fan of the what if versions of comic characters, I was ecstatic to see someone finally having the balls to turn Superman into a monster. Banks and Denman are believable in their relationships between themselves and their son, while Jackson Dunn is incredible, all capitals, as an awkward adolescent who realises his superiority on earth. It is just enough, per- sorry, it has just enough perfectly timed gore and they make the most out of a $7 million budget without it looking too shit. Is that only if $7 do- million? Yep, $7 million. That's
0: fucking incredible. I had no uh, idea it was that small. That's crazy.
1: If I do have a complaint, it's the jump scares. It's that the jump scares were redundant by the end and that this movie could have been about 15 to 30 minutes longer. The closest thing this reminds me of is Stephen King's Carrie and with the addition of Michael Rooker's post credit scene, I hope they turn it into a trilogy. Fuck Aladdin. By the <laughs> way, Colin, yeah, you're right there, dude. Fuck Aladdin. That's a little spoiler for my review next week. Fuck Aladdin. <laughs> Sorry, out of nowhere. <laughs> Fuck Aladdin. Go, go see Brightburn, 8 out of 10. Mm. Damn, fucking screaming, screaming to high heaven about this movie, Colin. You are. Uh, Damn. Yeah, look, see,
0: I think a- some people are going to agree with Colin just based on the concept alone. Um, yeah, yeah, it's unique, but like, I know that's not enough for me to.
1: Kind of like an Elseworlds yeah. kind of thing. I, I look, I think it is like you know the concept is unique, but it's also like uh, I will appreciate it more if you. <laughs> If you if you made the most out of it. You know what I mean? Like if you didn't just get me if you didn't just sell me that concept just to get me in the cinema, you need to do a little more. You need to make me you need to make it work a little bit more. Give me something a little more substantial. And maybe that kind of like feeds into Colin's other point, whereas like if it was half an hour longer, then maybe it could have been a bit better. I I think I agree with him on that point. Usually I'm like, man, I wish this movie was a little shorter. But I think I think they should have fleshed out I mean not fleshed out, like they did great with what they had, but show me a little bit more of the world show me a little bit more of what jackson or is. is it jackson is that his name brandon yeah Show me a little bit more about what brandon is capable of um but i guess they just couldn't because they probably just didn't have the money but yeah it, you know what it I makes
0: mean. you think if they were to make it longer and keeping in mind it is on a small budget like maybe they get an extra million or something i don't know who knows right um like what would you what would you want? Because it is a very small film. They've really kept it to this small little farm town, mostly just that. And you don't want it to turn to a blockbuster where he just starts fighting with the military. So unless, I guess, I don't know what they just add in a few more kills, or maybe they do some world building, or I don't know. What would, do you know? What you'd want? So I'm not sure what I'd do. I know I yeah. want. I know I wanted more. I just don't know what I wanted.
1: Tell me. And look, like you know, do it in the in your own unique way, but. Because, you know, this is kind of like done to death in superhero movies, but I'm sure... Look, I'm not a writer, but I'm sure you can come up with this um, very uniquely. Show me the story of how this guy, Brandon, is different to other kids his age. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you touched on it a little bit, but uh, I, I didn't think it was as fleshed out as it could have been. Like, and look... That that to me is like an awesome part of the young superhero thing. Like I love that part of it where the kid's just like, man, like you know, I'm I'm kind of alone in this world. Like you know, no one really understands me. And like, what better, like, what better way to feed into his supervillainness or whatever supervillainy um, than him being sort of like this kind of like out- outcast? Like you know, they touched on that point. a little bit. They touched on it a little bit, but they just didn't, you know, didn't substantiate it as much as I'd I'd, I'd love it to have.
0: Yeah. There. I get that. Hey, correct me if I'm wrong, but did they after he leaves her bedroom, the the girl that he likes but bullies him? Do they, they don't do anything more with that character, do they?
1: Um, no, I don't think so. I can't. Yeah. I, like I said, man, this movie is getting erased from my memory.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah, f- fair enough. That's okay. Um, yeah, like it. It is a small film. I feel like. They probably wanted to do a lot more, but obviously they were limited by budget. I didn't know it was a small seven million. Like I think that's really impressive. Like, like upgrade was five million. Obviously, I like that movie a lot more. But this, considering how much VFX they needed and stuff, like good for well, them.
1: How much? How much do they actually have in it though? Like if you think back, not that much. Oh, well, those actors would cost a little bit.
0: Um, the the CGI is probably where a lot of it went to, though. They, only had, they didn't have a lot of locations, though. They only had, like, maybe, like, uh, To be honest, five. I think
1: the most expensive thing would have been, um, you know, the, the house getting destroyed at the end, which, again, is mostly CG, but you'd still need to do the actual destruction, but probably the car flip.
0: Nah, that's a that's, that's few people's day rates. CGI could be pretty pricey. But, yeah, like, okay, that's probably the most expensive practical thing, for sure. That would have been an expensive day on set. Um, I wonder how, I wonder about the actors. Like, I guess they're not really big names. But anyways, um, I think that kind of wraps it up for us, I think, right? Um,
1: yeah. Would you um, go
0: see a sequel for Brightburn?
1: Would I see a sequel? Um, yeah, yeah, I'd see, I'd see a sequel if they up the budget a little bit. But, I mean, like, I think the, the unique thing here is the concept. So, I don't really know how that's going to have a factor in the sequel like let me just read this quote from the director david yorefsky yeah um so may 2019 so this month he stated that upon the film potentially being a success the universe of brightburn would be expanded upon in a later interview with collider yorefsky confirmed that the film's mid credit scene making reference to a half man half sea creature terrorizing the seas rain wilson's character from from fucking super what was he in it i didn't catch that that's awesome Talk about a James Gunn fucking link. So, Rain Wilson's character from Super and a powerful witch who chokes her victims with a rope that compels them to tell the truth was intended to set up a sequel. In addition, uh. noting that an alternate ending to the film featuring, uh, film featured Emmy Hunter's Caitlin with her in a lab fastening a robot arm on her broken arm. Oh, so this is the little girl. <laughs> so f- so v- with a, in a lab Fastening a robot arm On her broken arm And her just pissed off as well as, as well as mentioning tons Of other such endings As having been discussed As well as stating that quote, If we were to expand the Brightburn universe In other installments and in other ways We would probably be doing it in the exact same way In Total t- Secrecy And then drop a cinematic trailer at some point That kind of teaches one What that new direction may be Okay.
0: You know what I love about that? I said to you during the credits I think it goes was that meant to set up a spin-off when he said that? I remember yeah, you I, did. I remember thinking that, but it's like I didn't expect the whole fucking universe. You, I don't think I like that idea because it just no, sounds like I they're setting either. up the Avengers and like uh, does that mean it goes away from being a horror to an action franchise?
1: Are they going to then- do fucking Sinister 6 before Sinister 6?
0: <laughs> but like that would imply, like, what are they aiming up to fight a superhero? Once you get a superhero involved, it's not a horror film anymore, right?
1: Well, they could do like different genres for different sort of like different characters. Like, it could I just be that. like a. I hate that.
0: Why? Because then you got an inconsistent, like, shit. It's, it's why Venom, I don't want that to be part of the MCU because the tone doesn't suit the other well, MCU. I'm not movies, talking about you know?
1: bringing them into one movie. Right. I'm not talking oh. about that. Yeah. I'm just oh, talking then that's about. That's okay then, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like I,
0: I wouldn't be against it. Like I do like the idea of franchise being sort of consistent in a way, kind of
1: like a Elseworlds. Like 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 what what they did with Shazam versus what they did with I guess I don't know. That's tough. That's like Aquaman. I guess yeah uh, yeah. I mean Aquaman's more of an action where Shazam's more of a comedy. But I mean you know you know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, I guess. Like even like the color tones and stuff are very different. Like that's actually something I always liked with the Marvel movies. I liked how they all feel consistent. Like if you like one, you'll probably like one of the others. Sure. That's have, also like, that's differences, also a negative but, yeah. for a
1: lot of people though. I know,
0: but like, <coughs> fuck those people. They're not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's let's give it out numbers. So Colin gave eight out of ten. Uh, what do you give it out of ten?
1: Probably a five. Ooh, no.
0: I give it like a Seven, yeah, it's a seven. I reckon. I, I think, yeah, they, they kind of did the bare minimum story wise, but I like the concept. The acting really needs to be commended. Um, and you know what? I enjoyed it. I wasn't bored. So yeah,
1: I, uh, I mean, like it never, yeah. Look, uh, again, it didn't break my number one rule of me being bored because it wasn't long enough for me to get bored. Like you know what I mean? So. Yeah,
0: actually, when it ended, I wasn't expecting it to be so short. That kind of caught me off guard, but I didn't hate that. But I could have used another kill, maybe.
1: I I knew going in, it was 90 minutes. Like, I was like, because we watched on a Sunday night, and I was like, all right, I'm going to be home early.
0: (laughs) I've definitely seen worse movies on a Sunday night. And I think that wraps up this episode, don't you reckon? Hell yeah, dude. Yep, so find us on the social medias, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, the Twitters. Go and find us. Also, there's our Facebook community group page where you can be our best friend. It's called The After Party. Come check us out. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We don't want that four-star shit. Give us a five-star rating, just like your Uber driver. I'm sure he's a good guy. And also, please, if you got... Any thoughts, suggestions, ideas, um, memes you want to share with us, let us know. We love um, all your input. Um, I think that wraps up th- today for Midnight Double Feature. Um, on the next episode, we will probably cover a bunch of stuff we didn't cover this week, plus a bunch of reviews. Um, Godzilla, I think, is going to create a few conversations. Um, Aladdin, you've got a little teaser for that. Uh, there is, There is so much more stuff to come. So thanks for joining us. And uh do you have anything to say before we go?
1: No, man. I'm I'm uh this this has been fun. So it's been fun to talk Terminator, been fun to talk Brightburn. Uh this weekend, uh on our feature presentation, we're talking Leon the professional. So have you seen that, Matt? I have not. Fuck yeah, dude. Like you gotta you gotta hit that up. you I think out of I think out of all four of us hosts, you'll probably like that the most. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking it's fucking awesome, dude. You'll love it. Uh dude. but yeah um, so feel free to tune in uh, to that one. We're gonna be dropping that sometime over the weekend. Really stoked to talk about that, but, yeah, Matt, um, this one's been fun.
0: cool, lighters.